it's usually a bit of like a, a continental delicacy, isn't it, Weetabix? I've never thought of it that way. When I survey the wonders crossed on which the Prince of Glory died, my richest gains I count but lost and pour contempt on all my pride. Isn't that a great introduction to a song? I love it. Hi everyone, this is Joe Chesterman March, your host as ever. Uh, I hope you're all doing well in lockdown. This is the last of the three episodes I recorded back in March, pre-coronavirus. As you'll hear at the beginning, this one was recorded just before lockdown was officially introduced. It's with the amazing Ilium Quain, who I met at university, and he's an exceptionally good trumpet player and musician and composer as well as we talk about here in the course of this interview you may begin to doubt this man's sanity and you would be right but his ability is surely there to match his eccentricity (laughs) we also talk about his alter egos lance dangerfield travis mchedge and many others and the genuine reasons illy writes under pseudonyms we also talk about illy's time in the rncm formed afro-funk rock band agbeco and his collaborators Izzy Williams and Aaron Breeze in the new new Manchester Manchester School School. Yeah, it's that kind of it's that kind of conversation. Uh, we also get around to roasting the entire canon of brass ensemble pieces and trumpet concertos. So please enjoy my chat with Iliam Quain. I know I certainly did. So we're recording in March. It's the 17th. So we're recording on the 17th of March. We're just ramping up towards peak coronavirus. <laughs> Illy's in Manchester <laughs> for a BBC Philharmonic gig, which was cancelled. And yes. uh, and that's the only reason he's speaking to me. Oh, that's not true. No, that's not true. That's not true at all. That's complete, I said I'd do lying. it before I knew it was cancelled, didn't I? So exactly. Exactly. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> so you're, you're depping with the BBC Phil. How long have you been doing that for? Yeah. Um... Goodness, I started going in, I got the text in July last year, and then I applied for their associate principal trumpet job in September, and they mm. gave me a trial, so I'm on a trial at the moment, and that's, so, what is that? Three quarters of a year, I would say. Wow. So it's just, That's yeah. a long trial. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's going to go on for much longer as well. I think they're auditioning for another job at the same time now, and they're going to appoint that one first. So okay. it's going to be dead long. So you like it's very infrequent work. It's very like ah. once every two or three months I go in. Wow. Like that, so Wow, that's rough. That's all right. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> I guess if they're trialing everyone at the same time, they have to like rotate. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I assume they have a lot of people yeah. on. So are you applying for the other job as well? I am, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which they're fine with. I was surprised. I would have thought they wouldn't like that, but yeah. They, yeah. No, they, I think they it makes get sense, it, doesn't it? Yeah. Suppose, yeah. yeah. Associate principal. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like the top rung. 
It's not well, a section principle. Top. That's the, the ah. other one. It's section principle. I'm still working out how this works. Yeah. <laughs> but I think everybody, I think it's three jobs and they're all principles. There's a section and a sub-principle and an associate principle. And I don't really know what any of them are. <laughs> but I think your sub-principle always plays second. Okay. And then the other two kind of swap around the first one. And the associate's quite flexible, I think. I don't really know. I shouldn't admit Is that. Is it like fancy but. names for one, two, and three? Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. But three sometimes plays one. It's like two is always playing two. What? And then one is always playing one and three kind of does bits and bobs of everything somehow. That is so confusing. Yeah, man. I wow. Get it. And so are you, are you playing for other orchestral jobs as well at the moment? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I apply for all the ones that come up. And weirdly at the moment, there's loads come up. Mm. And so, yeah. Yeah, I've done tons of auditions the last few months. Mm. And there's... Um, there's the, the other one at the BBC Phil and then there's two others in London that are up at the moment that I'm applying for and they just yeah I yeah. guess yeah there's just a big switch around everybody seems to swap jobs and then you know <laughs> one more person gets on the on the scene the yeah yeah like all the people from one <laughs> orchestra move to the other one yeah but exactly then there's actually still the same amount of people in the orchestras yeah as a whole yeah exactly <laughs> and we're all just chasing this one new spot yeah, yeah. wow so did you, I suspect, because we were in brass band together, mm. that you got into brass through brass bands? Is that yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Through Salvation Army? No, actually, oh, I'm okay. the Isle, um, a group on the Isle of Man, and there's a huge, for some reason, I don't really know why, but there's a huge like um, brass band scene there, and there's like five bands, and the one that I played with, when I was there, had about 50 people like in the junior and the senior band, it was absolutely enormous. Mm. And they're all like third or fourth section bands. So like, yeah, I got into it through that. And that's all I did really until I was about 17. And then I kind of swapped onto trumpet. And, right. Yeah, that was it. I didn't realize that. So you've just been playing cornet all your life till 17. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I was wow. listening to a lot of other music from like my early teens. Mm. But all the playing I did was bands. And then I kind of, yeah wasn't until my late teens that I swapped on to doing trumpet stuff. Yeah. Were you listening to, you know, like trumpet concertos and things like that? Or No, I've never really liked listening to trumpet solos. No, me neither. Never, no. ever. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. It's so strange. I listened to... Uh, yeah, I just got into listening to orchestral music. But mm. even that was pretty weird because I didn't play in an orchestra. But yeah. it was like my piano teacher, I think, gave me a score to the planets or something. And I got into it that way. Hey. So I was, li I was, as like we all were really teenagers, just listening to loads of like Tchaikovsky and being like, oh man. <laughs> just the nation just as being, a whole. Yeah. <laughs> no, sorry. When I say we all, I mean like ex-music students, not Joe Public. <laughs> so were you listening to brass band music or? Yeah, I was. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I used to listen to a lot of that. I used to really enjoy it. I used to, yeah, the edgier stuff, the test pieces and. All that. Because I started doing National Youth Band when I was in my early teens. The mm. British National Youth Band. And that was a real... That absolutely blew my brain open. Because it's... Now I listen to it and, you know, it's not really... It's not hardcore contemporary music at all. Mm. It all kind of sounds like the Rite of Spring with a hi-hat <laughs> in it. But, yeah, when you've not heard the Rite of Spring with a hi-hat in it before, it all yeah. sounds amazing. So I did, yeah, I listened to it pretty... I'm going to say voraciously for a few years. And I listened to a lot of test pieces. But yeah, I think when I was, it must have been 16 or 17, I kind of clicked like all these pieces sound the same. 
And then right. I heard like, um, that's it, Threnody. I heard Penderecki's yeah. Threnody and some electroacoustic music. And then I was like, oh my goodness, actually music gets even more contemporary than yeah. brass band <laughs> test pieces. It's like, oh, Can it you believe stuck. it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I remember, so when we were in, we were in the um, University of Manchester brass band mm-hmm. and when we were in it, there was quite a, because brass bands on the whole, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, because you know far more than I do about brass bands, but on the whole, they have a reputation for being quite conservative yeah, in terms very, of music. Yeah. But with the, when we were in the brass band, there was a real contemporary edge, wasn't there? Yeah, the uni band was weird like that. It was good. <laughs> yeah, that was very unusual. Most of the banding scene the enthusiasm for like edgy music is because it's technically difficult and every, it's right. all about mastering your instrument. Yeah. So the uni band was unusual there. I mean, there's just so many weird quirks of brass banding. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like did you, you do you any had... of it then when you were growing up? No. I mean, I was, oh no, I was in a brass band. Right. I was in my Barra brass band for a while and that was really good actually. That was really good. We had a really good conductor. But you didn't start off in that. No, not at all. No, no. So I started off just having trumpet lessons in, in you know, the kind of mixed ensemble bands that sure. you get when everyone's like everything in the grade one. Sink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. What sound? So kind of, yeah, you, you start off with the kitchen sink and then you, you get through the Tchaikovsky sage. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, then you get back <laughs> to the kitchen sink. Which we all do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, brass bands, it was, it was just a, a passing moment for me, really. Because I was in it, That's I was in fleeting. it for a few years, and then I think I had like some kind of timetable clash where I stopped doing it, and yeah, sure. And then I came back to it at university. Yeah. Um, it's not so big down south either, though, is it? There's not the same like it's a real no, cult up here. Yeah, it's real. I think choirs are like that in the mm. south. This is my moronic understanding of how the country splits up. <laughs> but I gather the choir scene is kind of a weird mirror of the banding scene. I yeah, know. I re- yeah, roughly, roughly. I mean. <laughs> all of the professional choirs are in london so i mean that must right. do something for it yeah I guess considering so. oh, all the singers who want work yeah. are not anywhere other than london yeah true <laughs> which just uh as someone living in manchester it grinds my gears a bit it grinds my gears i can understand that <laughs> is it like a perpetuating problem then would you say well, I mean, there are people trying to do professional choirs all mm. over the UK all the right. time. You know, there's Cantos in Manchester. That's the only real one I'm aware of. Right. You know, you, you get like project choirs. Yeah. I mean, they're all project choirs, basically. This is what you realize. You're like, oh, the 16. Just the same 16 <laughs> singers. Oh, <Yeah>. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Band of bloody depths. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's, that's a real kind of, you know, wolf from your eyes kind of moment. When yeah. you're like, oh, like everyone's just a freelancer and yeah. like all the choirs are just filled with the same people. Yeah, like, exactly. Just yeah. under a different name. Man, yeah. that is bizarre. I think it's like just the, the same. As soon orchestras. as there's money in it, I think that just seems to happen to everything. Like the whole nature of how ensembles work seems to just completely change, I think, as soon as there's... I don't know if you've yeah. that as well. Do you mean like from uni? Um, partly, yeah. I mean, if you compare um, Agbeco, which isn't like for profit um, to... Oh man, no, I don't know what you can compare Agbeco to. <laughs> but good luck. Yeah, man. I guess they're just <laughs> incomparable. <laughs> I don't know. I just, yeah, I think as soon as there's money in it, you can't do the whole. Oh, I don't know how to explain it. Well, it, but it does change. The it, tricky it? thing is availability. So yeah, as soon exactly. as everyone's in the professional world, everyone needs regular jobs, yeah. um, musical or otherwise. And so as soon as you combine like three people's regular schedules, 
you're screwed. Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you just, you suddenly need, I mean, that's before you have one-off gigs in people's schedules as well. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's why I can understand it. Yeah. But it, it is nice when you have the same ensemble. Yeah. Over and over again. Is Agbeko like that? That's the same group of people. Yeah, that's always the same. But again, that's not, a, that's not, the aim of that group's not profit at all. It's just making great music, man. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to do it that way, if you want to do original music with the same group of mates, you got to really like years and years of putting the work in and mm-hmm. just touring and, you know, investing. Yeah. And preferably before off. people have jobs as well. Because then yeah, you're exactly. like, oh no, we, we this has always been a thing rather yeah. than this is a new thing in my diary. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. You need to kind of get on it then. They all seem to make it work, which is incredible, but they're all very good. So they don't, you know, they don't struggle to get like wedding gigs to see them through and stuff so you're not in agbeko anymore are you no no but were you in it recently. from the beginning uh not quite the beginning i was um when did i join they'd probably been going for about a year but they were still they were all at college when i joined it was all mm. college students i think royal northern college of music yes yeah yeah they were all rncm students um yeah was that? that was in my third year which was 2016 so what was that four years ago yeah and i think the band had been going a year or two before that but it wasn't nearly as well formed as it is now. It was much more flexible. Mm. It was a lot more jammy. I don't think they were like writing songs as much as just like um, improvising and stuff like that. Yeah. How would you describe the sound of the group? The sound of the, <laughs> the group? The sound of the group. Because I was, I was listening to a few oh. tracks and I was like, I'm going to let Illy describe yeah, this sound. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's Afro influenced. <laughs> it's, um, yeah. it's not straight up Afro beat. Um, oh, crikey. But it is based in Afro beat for sure. Mm. But the songs, whereas like a Fela Kuti tune will be like 15 minutes long and he'll just write two really good bars and do them over and over again. And that's the joy <laughs> of it is it's just repetitive and the, mm. you come to really love all the little imperfections. Agbeko's is much more kind of Western song structure. So there's verses and choruses and it's a bit more sing along and the songs are like seven minutes rather than 17. And there's a lot of, just because we've all grown up listening to loads of rock music there's a definite rock edge to it that you don't get with a 70s Afro beat. I think that's how I would describe it. I think mm. Afro funk rock, I think, is what I've seen it build as elsewhere. That's a good description. Afro yeah, funk rock. Yeah. should have just said that, shouldn't I? <laughs> it's an Afro funk rock band, Joe. <laughs> oh, brilliant, yeah. <laughs> good. Next. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which... Um, in many ways, brings us on very nicely to your Tenacious D What's arrangements. Oh, yeah, from a nine. Oh, that was a joke. But that's uh, really good. I saw it hands. live. I mean, I've, I think I've heard it more than once. So yeah, it's, you a, might it's have a bit done of a Manine classic. Manine is your brass quartet. Yeah, brass quartet. quartet? Yeah, two cornets and a French horn and a tuba. And that that was a joke, the Tenacious D arrangement. That was for it initially for a different quartet. Because it was like someone said in a room, I was like, oh, what should I arrange next? What do you guys <laughs> want to play? And someone says, oh, let's do the metal by Tenacious D. So just as, you know, I just did that as a joke, but it's just so funny to watch me humiliate myself. That <laughs> the- it involves a lot of uh, physical interpretation. Yeah, a lot of shouting, a lot of popping veins. I'm told I'd never get to see the you, veins popping. You do popping. have a very popped forehead vein yeah, when, yeah. <laughs> when you're getting into it. There's one down the middle and there's one by one of my eyes, I gather. Ah, two. Yeah, yeah, I got two, two veins on there. That's why yeah. they call me old two veins. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's like a version of Where's Wally, but you're just looking for the blue vein. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, much veins. easier than Where's Wally in many ways. Um, yes. Oh man, is there is there a recording available at all? Like, of the metal. Has anyone ever no. filmed it? <laughs> no. It's just mythical. Uh, yeah. It's just too good to ever be put into a fixed format. That's a very polite way of describing it. <laughs> I appreciate it. We need to just um, get organised. But I don't think, if we were going to record, I don't think we'd record the mail. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a nice surprise encore piece. But yeah. it's funny that one, because it all, whether or not it's going to go down well, you'd think it's all about how old the audience is and if they've heard of Tenacious D. Mm. But it's much, it doesn't seem to be to do with that at all. I need to look embarrassed before we do it and then really like commit to it all out and then look mm. embarrassed afterwards. And then people of all ages seem to enjoy it. <laughs> and it's strange. I don't quite understand it. <laughs> But I'm I mean, glad you enjoy it anyways. It's nice to know that it's made an impact. Yeah, that's I mean, very touching. I think if I nothing else, you've made an impact on, on many people's lives. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> At bare minimum in terms of sheer personality and comedic talent. Like, Wow, that's very kind. Yeah. You shouldn't tell me things like that. <laughs> but I appreciate you know, the trumpet playing's all right. But yeah, like the, well, <laughs> the shouting around is great. I'd rather that. That's, yeah, <laughs> sound. I'll take it. <laughs> Keep talking. <laughs> Oh man! So that's that's Quartet Manine. Yeah, yeah. But you also do other things with Quartet Manine, obviously, other than Tenacious mm. D arrangements. Yes. Although we're kind of, it's it's hard to say now because we're kind of trying go off in a different direction. But really, that's just that's a classical chamber ensemble. So recitals and stuff for music societies. We've done we've gone into schools a lot. That's been really good fun. We've mm. kind of done a thing where we go into like a posh secondary school, and we do ah sorry. We go into a sorry, secondary I'm, sorry, Abingdon. Yeah. <laughs> Roast it. Posh is good. Posh is a good thing. We go into nice secondary schools and we do some workshops. We do like an afternoon of workshops with the brass players there and then we do an evening concert. And they've been really, really good fun because mm. all four of us get a real kick out of teaching. You know, a lot of musicians talk about it as if like it's a cash cow. That's a bit annoying. But I think all four of us are on the same wavelength where we really, yeah, it's at least as fulfilling as the playing is the teaching and we've had really good fun doing that i'd like to we'd like to do a lot more of that sort of stuff but yeah we're going to change all the rep because we've um historically we just did historically <laughs> up until now <laughs> almost all our music is arrangements of classical pieces so classical piano work so there's a load of debussy and um a bit of bartok and stuff like that but I, I think we've got potential to do something a lot more interesting so i've kind of Yes, come to the realisation, if you want to hear a Debussy piano piece, you'd hear a pianist do it. Why would you want to hear a brass quartet do it? And I think we have potential to do stuff that's more interesting. So mm. that's the plan now is to kind of start from scratch with a rep and get a new programme up. It's so tricky, that. Like the yeah. whole arrangement <laughs> side of... Because there's just, there's just, I mean, it comes back to what you're saying about trumpet concertos. Like, there's just not enough pieces. Yeah. Like, for there to be stuff that interests everyone <laughs> yeah it, it, well all this yeah all the rep the standard repertoire is just crap but again which is like <laughs> there's no way it. around it there's every single trumpet and brass uh um, well brass ensemble piece <laughs> yeah have you have you ever heard a brass ensemble piece that's not crap oh, not not brass it, bands there's some brass called? band pieces that i think are good is it a quintet piece is it the Lutislavsky? Because that is, yeah. I, I forgot about that one. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, There's the one good brass <laughs> ensemble piece that I've heard. It's great. It's Maybe really there are some great. others. Yeah. Yes, that one. Yeah. 
It's yeah, great. that's a banger. I can't it's argue really with that. It's really good. I, I, okay, yeah. so oh, that, that's what I was going to say earlier. That's That was my other, quote marks, brass band experience. What? So I had okay. the brass band, brass band. And mm. then when I was in sixth form, I went to one of those posh schools. So we had a composer in residence. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Shout out Darren Bloom. I'm forever, forever grateful. Um, <laughs> literally changed the course of my life. Um, really? Well, must have. Because, I mean, he's obviously a contemporary composer. Sure. And, you know, introduced me to pieces like this. Had a few composition lessons. Oh, nice. Yeah. Open my eyes to what composition can be and Ooh. classical music can be. And obviously at the time... Darren Bloom. It what like a guy. blows your mind. Yeah, yeah. In, in, you're not, not necessarily in a positive way because you're just yeah. like, oh, it's like that scratchy, scratchy music. Yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> but, you know, then you find like... Oh, well, that's not music. <laughs> yeah. I'm always like, yes, actually it is. Yeah. And then you find like a piece or two that you like or... More importantly, actually, you start playing it because mm. then you have to get into the details and then you start seeing the why it's great. Yeah, like that's the Lisislavski. Uh, what's it called, the Lisislavski? I think it's called Mini Overture. Yeah. So I played that. So what's it? We had you to get that at school. Yeah. At oh my form. days. Fair yeah. play. Yeah. Fair play. There were, there were, yeah. I was on the second trumpet part and there were some, some good other players. Yeah. They must have been killer. It was great. It was so great. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah you know who who gets to do that like that's yeah so it's really cool if you can bring that into schools in some way yeah yeah for sure but i think we could do cooler stuff even even cooler than the lot of Slavsky. i think we could can you believe it can you imagine so what are you talking you're talking like commissions or no because we can't afford them but i think i can write there's a couple of pieces that i am gonna write and even just arranging some stuff it's tough because it's got to be sellable we can't just It'd be funner if someone was like, here's a budget and just put a concert on that you'd want to see. Then we'd go completely mental. And mm. the challenge for this one is kind of making it so that my nana would also come and understand <laughs> and enjoy the music as well. That's a great barometer. It, my would nana as my well. nana come? Would my nana like it? Yeah. That's yeah. the. And of course she'd say she'd like it, but would she really? That's what I'm thinking, yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm not sure either of my grandparents would like no. any no dice kick. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. I think like the, well, that's word, okay. the like, words in music ones, maybe, but like, yeah, even then, like, but that's a, like some she, gigs you don't want a hearing aid in and she like, still not know what any of the words were. So, you know, indeed. I mean, mm-hmm. that's half of the appeal gone down the drain already. <laughs> what the words are. <laughs> yeah. But that's, yeah, some gigs you don't want your grandparents to like. Yeah. But I think yeah. with quartet, that's, that'd be a fun challenge. Yeah. How, I mean, how, how do you make a gig grand friendly? That's, that's a really tricky one, isn't Man. it? Yeah, but that's the question I really like at the moment is what's the... How can I make it so it was something that I'd be surprised by and also that my grand would understand? But I don't know. I just don't know. I don't yeah, know I suppose that is. assumes that your grand would enjoy being surprised. Yeah. Because well, if, you, think, if yeah. you're surprised, then she's definitely surprised. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You have to know what people... It's all about playing with expectations, isn't it? You have to know what people are expecting and then you have to do that i don't know do that a bit better you have to know what to kind of so quartet's a good example i suppose people are expecting us to play like the lotislavski or stuff by malcolm arnold Mm. and so you have to yeah do malcolm arnold a bit better than malcolm arnold did i suppose i don't know yeah as a composer or uh gosh what do i mean (laughs) (laughs) but i mean this is the thing you're still figuring it out but it's a great question yeah it's a cool question but yeah, it's fun. That's one. Yeah, that's what I'm excited about now. Yeah. 
trying to sell stuff rather than just writing stuff which Izzy and I thinks is hilarious, <laughs> which is great fun for a while. <laughs> but if is me and Izzy and my grand can all enjoy it together. The holy oh, trinity of criti- <laughs> critical appeal. <laughs> exactly. And Izzy's grand. Oh no, RIP. Izzy hasn't got a grand. Oh, no, wait, a oh. moving on. <laughs> oh, the shrimp. <laughs> Are you still composing? Yeah, a bit. Not as much as I was. I did. Um, I did a lot. Of the, my first year, I did a two-year postgrad, which finished um, last summer. And the first year of my postgrad, I wrote quite a lot for the, the new New Manchester Manchester School School. Mm. Which is basically, me and Izzy and Aaron Breeze and electronics. Yeah. So I wrote. I spent most of a year writing a piece called Worship Music for that which I'm really, really happy with now. So I finished cool. that like a year and a half ago. What's the, is that for the whole ensemble? Uh, that's for trumpet, sax and electronics, that is. Yeah. And that's, I'm happy with that because that was tough. I've written pieces before which are kind of deliberately bad and they're funny because they're just kind of <laughs> crap and like a load of moronic ideas stuck together. But that like, worship music was tough because I wanted it to like just be good. Like not one that makes you laugh, but just a piece that like makes you go Wah! like that. Mm. So it was difficult. And I thought, well, yeah, just about got away with it. But it was knackering. Yeah. And then after that, I wrote, oh, I wrote a tuba solo, which was fun. <laughs> Amazing. And I haven't actually written anything since then. Izzy and I have finished writing a radio play recently, which has been a nice kind of refresh my brain a bit. A radio play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I found on YouTube? Such a bad idea. No, what did you I find? I found The Lion King with different songs and the plot is terrible. Oh. Welcome to The Lion King musical But the songs are different And the plot is terrible We hope you enjoy the show Oh, what a masterpiece. <laughs> by, by yourself and Izzy. <laughs> oh, what did you think? I was, I was blown away. I was, uh, I was truly speechless. I was um, so glad somebody found that. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's a, what was it? Is it Travis McKedge? The Lance Travis Dangerfield McKedge. and Travis McKedge. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't actually me and Izzy. Uh, sorry. It sorry, was Lance yeah. and Travis. Um, yeah. Un- completely unknown people to the exactly. rest of the world. Yeah. Right now. It's Illy and, and Izzy, for, just for the listener. But what are you saying, Joe? <laughs> you didn't hear it from me. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you found it. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I don't know why we made that. It was that. That was <laughs> the first thought I had. It took. <laughs> Actually, that's really not true. That wasn't the first thought it. I had. I had that first thought yeah. when I was what started to watch all of the random stuff that you have online. <laughs> By that point, I was well past the point of yeah. why, why have they made this? <laughs> yes. I was just like, oh yeah, it's just another... That's kind of the another alien umbrella thing. question. Yeah, that's the meta-analysis. Inside which... Yeah. Yeah. Why, why did you make... Why did we make The Lion King? The Lion King with different oh. songs and the plot is terrible. Goodness me. That was Izzy... <laughs> it would have been funnier... Izzy, we were just reaching the end. Izzy and I did um, this really intense course in Manchester when we were undergrads. And towards the end of that, and we like... What was the course? 
the joint yeah you know joint oh, just course, the joint course. course. Yeah. yeah like your yeah. undergraduate yeah. yeah yeah my undergrad and i don't know just as a break and then we were trying to write loads of new edgy music at the same time and i think just for a break from that izzy was like <laughs> yeah the way that process works is izzy has a really terrible idea and i try and fix it and then izzy keeps ruining it and i try and fix it and we end up with stuff like the lion king so that was izzy was like i want to put on a play in whitworth park for our friends and it's like we'll do it with a cd player and all the costumes have to be just made out of duvet cases <laughs> and we'll like act out a really complicated play for our friends and that would just be funny and you know like a couple of I don't know, like more on nine-year-olds would so that was <laughs> that was the unspoken plan for the lion king was what if is try and make like two nine-year-olds trying to make a, a video to show their parents trying to make the lion king we I, thought it was hilarious but I've, everyone i've shown it to has just looked at me like i'm an <laughs> idiot and been like why did you make this this I mean, is like, really bad. You must have spent like <laughs> days on it. Oh no! <laughs> like, hey, come on. I mean, spent... mate, oh, sorry. Maybe you, your work methods are more efficient than I'm, I'm giving was... you credit for. But we had one like, conversation there were, there at Izzy's house. Songs, like. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> what did we have? We had a conversation at Izzy's house where Izzy was like, "I want to put on a let's do a play in Whitworth Park, and all the costumes. It's just a two-man play, and all the costumes are made out of duvet kit, like cases." And then I was like, mm, "Let's do a video because I can't like can't be bothered." trying to drag people to the park mm. and then we had another conversation where we like wrote I mean, the that's, plot that's the experience i've had with this podcast it's like oh really why bother putting on a live event that no one will come to that's the thing when you, when you could just put on like something online and everyone can stay at home and, and listen to it anyway 100 percent agree i hate promoting i just hate <laughs> trying to sell yeah i don't know if you find that but like trying to sell something that you've made is really depressing it doesn't come natural it yeah. doesn't come na to anyone i don't think i think you're right apart from people who shouldn't sell anything at all right yeah <laughs> this is the thing if you split the like i can i could like i'd enjoy trying to sell stuff that someone else had made mm. and i enjoy making stuff for other people but both yeah like i'm in all these like marketing facebook groups now oh, because right. i've got like you know i've like bought things for the website for like yeah selling tickets and stuff like this and like it's just full of people trying to sell their like self-help new age guru course or yeah. like their fitness thing and it's just horrible like the yeah, whole place is so like blech, like yeah so you just you nonsense. just feel like you're like dirty just like <laughs> just like scrolling through it trying to find an answer to your question you're just like oh yeah all of you people are ripping everyone off yeah. like none of you are conveying any value at all 100%. But that's like that's like the marketing side, and then you've yeah. got everyone with the stuff that's worth selling who don't want to sell it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's yeah, that seems to be the key is finding just two people. One who's really good at selling. Yeah, who's good at making it. Yeah, yeah. who's I good at know. selling between you and Izzy? Oh, we both suck at it. I right. Would say. Okay. Oh okay. no, Izzy's the better seller. I would say. Mm -hmm. She yeah, Izzy's has this incredible talent where she can just get thirty people who've never met each other to the pub. And they all have a good time together. I don't know how she does it, but she's very Damn. good at just somehow doing that. Yeah. Anywhere in the country. That is a talent. Anywhere in the world. That is a talent. Yeah, it's amazing. That's really cool. Yeah. I wish I had that ability. Same. Yeah. Same. You either got it or you haven't, I suppose. So um, the... Um, yeah, so the Lion King. The Lion King. Well, no, not, so, not, not the Lion King. Not the Lion King. We've done the Lion King. <laughs> we definitely done the Lion King. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, the, the latest piece you, you did... Mm. Was that with Izzy again? The, the um, worship music. Worship music. That's uh, what's yeah. that with Izzy? No, that wasn't. Izzy was in Kenya mm. while I wrote most of that. 
Wow. So that was quite scary as well, to be honest, because Izzy's been mm. a really good. Even if it's if even if we not made stuff together, I know I can show something to Izzy and she'll understand what I'm trying to do and she'll tell me very bluntly <laughs> what's bad about it, which is that's so useful. pretty depressing, but it is very useful. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when she was younger, she really couldn't mince her words at all. And it would be, <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Yeah. And so, so yeah. Yeah. So this piece of worship music mm. is that, I mean, I'm presuming that's influenced by your faith. Yeah. 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 The Christian faith. Yes. It's set mm. to, it's set of the words of When I Survey and the tune which I have sung When I Survey to, but I gather there's a few. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's just like an overture really. Um, yeah. And has he cool. got like any like performance coming up or? Uh, nothing planned, I don't think. The whole, mm-hmm. the new, new Manchester, Manchester school, school kind of thing is on pause for a bit while we all work out how to pay the rent and hopefully be able to get it going again nice. at some point. Yeah. But um, it's difficult to perform out because you've got to find, <laughs> right. Pigeon literally just flew into the window. <laughs> Anyways, basically, no, there's on no hiatus. worship music performance. Ah. coming up it's hard to find a platform for it really trumpet sax and electronics is tough we'd have to yeah so but yeah no is the short answer mm. it's on youtube so uh oh. reckon out everybody oh nice but where where is it on youtube uh it's on my channel and it's in the playlist called nnmmss which is the new new manchester oh. manchester school school i think i've it's down as being by fraff ref treftrefruft but it's, maybe it's that's me. why i didn't find it maybe that's it sorry right, about you, that you know you said you're bad at marketing this there's, is there's being bad at marketing and then there's just not using not your name attaching so my no name one can ever stuff. find you indeed but it's so <laughs> funny <laughs> ah! yeah i feel Although, like that's like a, such a huge part of your your output is just using pseudonyms it is it makes such a difference you know i it was i it started as a joke but if people think you're playing a piece that you wrote they listen to it totally differently to if they think you're premiering a new composition yeah so it is it's it wasn't supposed to be deceit <coughs> It wasn't supposed to be deceitful. It was supposed to be a joke, but actually it is. It's just, it completely changes the way people hear it. It yeah. seems for the better, in my opinion. And then you hear what people really think of the piece after as well, which is fun. Well, I suppose <laughs> it, at this point, everyone knows it will be you. Do you know, people who know me do, mm. but I've done it to audiences before and with a straight face been like, so this is a piece by a dear friend of mine called Frafreft Treftrefruft. <laughs> And then I tell them details about the piece, which yeah. obviously only I would know. And people don't catch on. People <laughs> people have referred to it as the Treftrefruft. We played it in a competition at the Academy. And in the on the mark sheet, it referred to like the Treftrefruft. Like, wow, I've never heard this composer before. I like oh, that was brilliant. Has he written anything else? That's so great when it yeah, just goes the whole the whole way. Man, yeah. Completely un, in, unnoticed in it's disguise. Unbelievable. Audiences are stupid, man. <laughs> In a really nice way, yeah. in a lovely way, and I love them. Yeah, but that yeah, the the composing side of that's kind of on hold for a bit. Mm. Um, I'm doing some myself and Aaron, who's the pianist. Do you yeah. know Aaron Breeze? Yeah, yeah. Aaron Breeze. He wrote us a piece actually. Yeah. Ah, oh, I bet it was good. It's really f- it was hard, Aaron. Funny, oh, was it? <laughs> <laughs> Aaron. <laughs> it man. came off though. It came off like it was yeah. weird. I listened back to it and I was like, oh, he could have just written it like that. Like, <laughs> oh, really? Like it was like I, I presume deliberately hard to play um which is a very aggressive thing to do to your play yeah oh that sounds about right i need to give it a few more listens to just because when you're when you're playing it and it's just got all these notes you think it sounds like all these notes yeah and you're totally in the score 
So it's quite hard to see the bigger picture. For sure. And That's you... so often the case with contemporary music. Yeah. Because yeah. you, like, you're focusing on the bar lines and trying to keep everybody together. But when yeah. you listen, you've got no idea where the bar lines are and it sounds... Yeah. And it works the other way as well. So if you Ooh. listen to a piece of adders, you're like, oh, that sounds cool. Like they're just kind of just playing whenever. Like that's cool. And then you yeah. just look at the music. It's just like a sea of black notes. And you're just like, oh, he, he notated so, all the quintuplets. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry, sorry. <laughs> the nested quintuplets. Great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds about right. Could have just written rush these a little bit. Over yeah. Some semi quavers. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But yeah. No adders. which makes it repeatable but there's there's an interesting line between making it repeatable and then just making it like i don't know that you can have things that sound the same where it's written down very very precisely and things Mm. that aren't written down at all and there'll just be a direction yeah but obviously just having a direction isn't repeatable it requires like an oral tradition of sorts yeah for sure it's the whole composers and performers being separate tradition in western music isn't it which i think is made which isn't the case in the new new manchester manchester school it's not it's the same people yes two schools that's the one two Two of each one new new manchester manchester school school Mm. yeah it's a shame i'm I'm sorry to not be pushing the comp like the composing forward at the moment there but it's um which was purely out of necessity yeah exactly just gotta pay the rent for now which was kind of painful but um Mm. yeah i'm so it was a good thing compositionally as well. I'm full of ideas now. And that's nice. kind of, you know, increasing the yeah. energy for artistic stuff. What are you doing in my sweat? So you, you were still composing through postgrad, even though you were studying the trumpet, supposedly. Uh, I did for the first year. The second year, I just kind of called it quits. Oh, no, I didn't totally. I wrote I wrote a tuba solo for a friend of mine in my second year of postgrad. Hmm. But um, yeah, I didn't compose as much. Academy is just not a good place to be for like being inspired to compose as well. It's really, <laughs> yeah, I don't feel bad at all about saying that it just sucks all the like life and creativity out mm. of one as a musician yeah do you think that's because so you were not on the composing course so you weren't getting exposed to like hmm. i don't know stimu- i don't know what they do on the composing course but i don't think so i mean possibly a bit i was getting some composition tuition but it's more that there's um in manchester at uni and at the rncm there was just cool exciting concerts on all the time yeah and there wasn't so much none of it was technically like perfectly executed at all it was all very rough and ready but there was just cool stuff happening all the time mm. and i didn't hear a single concert at the academy in the inside the walls of the academy that excited me at all they all were just no like way. yeah so like what can you do then and i wasn't going out and finding gigs to listen to as well because you know trying to pay the rent so after a while it just yeah just wasn't motivated at all to write anything which is very sad yeah because I mean, you you kind of take that for granted in Manchester. Yeah, you've got like the Thursday lunchtime concerts could be anything. Yeah, might be a circular breathing baritone sax piece. Yeah, exactly. Like, 
uh, yeah, I found this really stimulating, really stimulating. For sure. So that's, that's strange to hear. Yeah, that's even really like, but I went to a lot of bad concerts in Manchester, but they were still interesting. You still come away being like, that was, I didn't enjoy that, but I, you know, I've never heard something like that before. Mm, yeah. And even that, it's more useful than just hearing, like, I don't know, an orchestra get all the notes right in a Strauss piece, but it'd be boring. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> getting sad just thinking about it yeah you've yeah, got like um th- i mean the great thing about that is you can always take something away so even mm. if it's bad if you're in that compositional headspace you can always think why do i think this is bad yeah exactly like, what is it that doesn't work here like what is missing mm-hmm. and you can think oh okay well they've d- they've done this and this and i actually on their own i kind of actually like those elements but yeah. they're missing this bit of glue or that maybe this structure doesn't work like i'm getting bored like it's going on for too long yeah for sure yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> drink up call you <clears throat> yeah oh no nothing oh? no are you I'm not gonna go there. are you a, a jacob collier Col- collier uh, uh i think he's hater. i think he, no i don't hate him i don't like listening to his music but he's clearly very very good at it yeah and that's interesting that's really like so i've listened to him a lot but yeah i don't like it i don't like listening to no me neither but um i don't I know why in the same boat well it's, okay, I, it feels I like think, it's yeah, missing something bad mouthing people on a, onto a recording yeah. device so i'm not trying to bad mouth anybody but yeah it's not i don't yeah, yeah. but I mean, why, ob- why is it not good it's obviously got, there's so like much good crazy stuff. talented yeah. yeah yeah but i don't know what it's i don't know how to i don't know maybe it. maybe it's like a lack of restraint like oh, kind I see. Of yeah, mature, 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 maturity, maturity. Maturity. I prefer maturity. Maturity. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's what I feel. So yeah. I there are the the tracks that I like the most by Jacob Collier mm. are his. Is it Collier? I say Collier, but Collier. I'm, I think I don't right. know if I'm right or not. And I'm Collier. sure everyone will let me know. Cool. Um, you know, the hundreds and thousands of people Indeed. who listen to this podcast. Um, <laughs> but the tracks I like the most are his covers. Right. So like Fields of Gold or actually I tell you the thing that impressed me the most, the thing that turned my opinion around on Jacob Cole yeah. was his cover of Hallelujah. All right. The song you do not cover. The absolute yeah. out of bounds covered to death yeah don't don't even try it song yeah for sure and it's it's beautiful like really it's great it's I'll have really to listen to that good one then. yeah and you, you don't like the rest of his stuff not particularly um, like, it's okay fine. right it's fine. Gonna try. but I'm, I'm quite excited for his newest album actually because he's been putting out these beat sketches right on youtube with like really wacky vi- visuals like okay. proper um proper kind of uh, hallucinogenic uh right. trippy visuals that i think he's done himself right okay i presume he's done himself and they're just the beat is slapping like right. it's good like, I'm, really, I'm really excited for his because he's doing this whole like four-part jesse uh like album quadrilogy and right, like okay. which, which again speaks to a lack of yeah, <laughs> restraint just, if you man, ask. yeah <laughs> but i mean it's great it's great he's trying so many different things and it's yeah and i'm glad he's making this stuff as well because it is there's a lot yeah. to learn from it but yeah yeah it's just yeah it's lame what <laughs> 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 can i say i don't like it yeah my, my theory is that he'll he, i'm just hoping he matures yeah as he gets older and i think he'll, there'll be like more restraint and there there'll be more I don't know, just experience, you know, just experience like mm. 
finding ways to put all that talent to use and mm -hmm. ways to focus it in because at the moment i think that's part of it I just, it's just like a lot it's just a lot yeah, all at once everything and like everything's happening like there's harmony and there's all these rhythms and there's all this layers like there's like 10,000 instruments and it's just yeah. a lot I'm sure it's the same on the production as well I don't know much about producing but it sounds like there's a lot of a lot of clever things happening like yeah in the mix as well to make it sound squeaky clean and mm. and it'd be yeah just don't do that just make it sound a bit rough <laughs> a bit rough around the edges <laughs> don't like it, there's a boat in the morning. And, 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 Doyle. With that one, <laughs> the idea was you make a backing track, which is just, it would be just impossible to play along with. That sounded like a broken video. And then you notate how you would play along with that. And there's something funny about how much effort would have to go into two people learning to play exactly in time with something that just sounds like... Wait, you create you create a backing track that's, yeah. that's impossible to play along to. That was the... Yeah, for and, 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 and dial. That yeah. was the plan. So it was... Yeah. So a backing track that just sounded like a broken video. Yeah. And then write a trumpet and a sax part around that which have no way of coordinating uh no so yeah yeah it was the only way would just be to learn the backing track <laughs> like <laughs> by just listening to it again and again and again and has this been performed? it's a bit like yeah we've done that a few times mm. that's like that's our party piece that's funny it was it's a bit like do you know the videos you see of like people playing along with a nigel farage speech oh, on the bass yeah, guitar yeah, yeah, yeah. or something okay it's supposed to be kind of it's like and you it's funny because it so it's many how times. many times would you have had to listen yeah. to that speech and just sit in your room practicing it. That was the idea with Andan <laughs> Andandial. That's been successful too. That's yeah. Is this my gran would like that. Really? Surprisingly. Nice. Yeah. Is this the one with the Shrek in it? Yeah, yeah. It's nice. the Shrek piece. Nice. Yeah. Is this one online? Because I really wanted to find this yeah, one. Yeah, that one that's it. down as being by Lance Dangerfield. Ah, yeah, sorry. Lance Dangerfield. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got Illy Quain. Yeah. The new, new Manchester, Manchester School School. Mm -hmm. Lance Dangerfield. Yeah. Not Travis McHedge. That's, um, that's Izzy. That's Izzy, yeah. And <laughs> Yeah, Fraff, Fraff, Treffer, Fruft. There's also Spanny Mensch and Ooh. Stephen, by the way. <laughs> well, yeah. Franny Trench. Thank you. <laughs> Franny Trench? Just that. Franny Trench, you said <laughs> funny. <laughs> Joe! Thanks for coming on the podcast. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Ely. To end the episode, uh, he's actually given us permission to play his piece, Worship Music, in full, which is really exciting. It actually took me a few listens to really get into it, as most pieces do, I suppose. It has quite a clear structure of alternating between more noisy chaos and more diatonic music, reflecting the words that Ely chose for this piece. As you'll hear, it's the one with the mega cool intro with the sliding synthesizers that I played at the beginning of this episode, and they return at the end of the piece as well. To me, worship music feels like a colliding of Illy's brass band roots with the contemporary music culture that he encountered at University of Manchester and the RNCM. So I look forward to seeing what happens next on Illy's compositional journey. So this is Worship Music by Illy Quain for trumpet, saxophone and tape composed by Fraftrafraft in 2018 and performed by Illy, Simeon Evans and recorded by Kyle Withington.
See you next time. When I survey the wonders crossed on which the Prince of Glory died, my richest gains I count but lost and pour contempt on all my pride.
information. Nice. 